Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grow IQ Grow Doctors podcast, where we assemble members of our very own technical team, our own Grow Doctors, to talk about controlled environment agriculture, as well as the business and technology of cultivating legal cannabis at scale. I'm your host, Dana Hillman, Vice President of Business Development. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grow IQ Grow Doctors podcast. In this episode, we touch on lighting regarding KPIs or key performance indicators around lighting in the controlled environment agriculture world. So today we have Rodrigo Pereira, we have John Vivalecchia, and Hugh Gash. Guys, thanks for joining today. Pleasure. Hey, how you doing, Dana? I'm great, thanks. So if you don't mind, uh, maybe we go around the horn and start with Rodrigo and, and give us a little background on, on each of you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Dana, again, Rodrigo Pereira, uh, my background's in physics. I studied physics in college, then went straight into lighting. So worked uh, 15 years in the lighting industry. And the last five years of those focused on controlled environment agriculture, uh, developing light sources, uh, both for vertical farming and uh, greenhouse cultivation, uh, and then dabbled a little bit in software. So um, excited to, to talk lighting and controlled environment ag today. And you're one that we want to hear from. So, John, what about yourself, man? Hey, guys. Uh, my name is John Vivalecchia. So uh, I've uh, been a systems engineer uh, for almost all my life. Uh, I was educated as an electrical and optical engineer. I spent about 30 years at uh, MIT and MIT Lincoln Laboratory as a member of the technical and research staff there, working on uh, a a wide range of engineering disciplines. Uh, Over the past few years, um, I've been involved with uh, another one of my fellow grow docs, Hugh Gash, in an early stage startup where we uh, led the engineering and operation of a a novel, environmentally sealed and controlled uh, true vertical cultivation system. Um, Since that time, I joined Orion Partners and Grow IQ and have been working on uh, some cutting-edge sensing and benchmarking systems that are really focused at uh, trying to help uh, successfully transit commercial cultivators into what's stacking up to be a ultra-competitive market moving forward. So I look forward to... uh, you know, wrapping with uh, with Rodrigo and Hugh here and uh, sharing some of our experience and uh, helping uh, commercial cultivators uh, reach their business goals. Yeah, me too. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Hugh, welcome, man. All Tell right. Us about thanks. You. thanks for having me. Um, background, I'm a mechanical engineer specializing in thermal fluids. Um, so that's anything that's heat and fluid flows. Um, spent a bunch of years doing consulting work for industrial processes, both um, uh, optimizing processes and energy. And a significant amount of that is was um, uh, metering, in situ metering of industrial processes. Um, did a whole bunch of other things, including starting a software company um, um, to do machine learning analytics. And um, over the last five years or so, been doing a lot of R&D on you know, applied to grow telemetry and, and techniques around industrial agriculture. All right. So in other words, we have a brain trust here today. 
So thanks, guys. I appreciate you being here. Sure. So this this podcast started off as a segue from a um, blog that Rodrigo wrote uh, that's on our, our website. It's called At the Beginning There Was Light, which was pretty dense reading, Rodrigo. So obviously, you know, <laughs> you know what you're talking about. The- uh, um, I've been uh, called worse, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you and me both, brother. <laughs> but um, specifically what I wanted to touch on today is right now is, um, you know, controlled ag um, growers are starting to focus on uh, developing key performance indicators. It seems like there's a little bit of confusion and sometimes there's not a standard language around this. So, you know, it would probably be important for you maybe to kind of you and the crew to, to share what do you think is most important to measure? I, you know, I've heard lumens are for humans. That doesn't make any sense in commercial ag. So if you could maybe bring that in and help us understand what does a, a master grower really need to focus on measuring? Yeah. And Rodrigo, I'll let you take that first. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Dana. So, I mean, I think just starting off from what you said, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of terminology out there and, and, you know, people kind of default to what they know. And, and for years, the lighting industry has talked about lumens, right? Because that was, that was what we wanted to optimize. You know, we wanted to make sure that lighting for, people in, in spaces was energy efficient. So, you know, you, you focus on, on the metric that would affect humans. Um, obviously with plants, that's, that's very different. The, let's say the, the eyes of plants are different from, uh, from humans. So you need to, you need to have different metrics to measure that. And, you know, I think I write in my blog that, you know, the the metrics that we use for horticultural lighting tend to be a bit of an alphabet soup. Um, so you have PAR, PPF, PPFD, DLI, you, know, you can n- name off all these things. And, and I think for years, the challenge was there wasn't, like you said, there wasn't a common language. So if, if you know, if you want to communicate effectively with, with growers, you know, you first both need to know, both sides need to know, you know, what they're, what they're talking about. Um, but I mean, I guess, Going directly to your question, I mean, I think for me, you you start from PAR, from photosynthetic active radiation, which is a spectral range between 400 and 700 nanometers that's uh, essentially um, uh, is used by plants for photosynthesis. So I think that's what you hear most often. Uh, People say, you know, I want this much PAR. Um, But when you when you when you make a statement like that, there's there are many more layers, and you have to start peeling the onion uh, in terms of what you know this quantity of par means. So, par implies both spectrum uh, and intensity. So, you know, in spectrum, you could have two different light sources uh, that are very different, have the same par level, but um, but have very very different spectra. So, for example, a broadband uh, a white broad spectrum LED uh, could have the same uh, par, so to speak, as a blue and red magenta LED. So that here's when you start peeling the onion, which is um, what do you look at in the light source, for example, which, which would be PPF, photosynthetic photon flux. And then what do you look at in the application, which is photosynthetic photon flux density. Um, 
and you know and and you kind of take it from there so you know in a nutshell if i were to um give you know three or four things that people should be looking out for in in lighting would be um uh, photosynthetic photon flux which is a function of the light source and that will be expressed typically in micromoles per second and your lighting manufacturer should give you that then photosynthetics photon flux density which is the light hitting the plants or your canopy and that's a function of the light source the distance to the crop the spacing between the lights and that's also that you know something that a lighting man typical lighting manufacturers will will give that to you in a lighting plan um and then you know, you also have to think about what are the temporal aspects. So, you know, uh, how does my lamp, uh, plant accumulate light over the day? And that would be the daily light integral. So how much accumulated light do you get over the day? So um, I think that's where I would kind of start off. Yeah. John, what about you? So, you know, my, a lot of my lighting experience, you know, goes back to the early days, uh, you know, I, I worked in a garden with my grandfather and he'd start seeds under, you know, a pane of glass uh, to, you know, trap in the, the early spring heat and, and light and get those seedlings going. So my first experience with lighting, I, you know, I was using uh, fluorescent light fixtures and aquarium light fixtures to uh, start seeds early in the season for him for, you know, for the garden outside. And... Uh, so I, I think lighting has progressed, you know, from those early days when people were using those fluorescents and aquarium light fixtures uh, up through using industrial um, uh, high intensity discharge sources that were really designed for offices and warehouses. And then they started to get a little smart and design some of those HID systems for commercial indoor agriculture systems. And now we're to the point where, you know, we have these very kind of sophisticated, sleek, multi-spectral LED systems, right? And, um, and that's really, you know, uh, taken off throughout the market. And, you know, I, I believe that each, each light source, you know, you can, you can certainly grow, um, you know, good plants with, but you have to know your, what light source you're using and you have to know how to apply that, you know, to, to your grow technique and into your indoor cultivation. So, um, you know, there's, a, there's lighting is going in some exciting places. Uh, the advent of LED lights has really allowed um, growers to start to really increase the density of their plant canopies within uh, their grow spaces themselves. And, you know, we can talk about it a little more later, but that starts to kick off some uh, other issues uh, within grow rooms uh, that uh, are, are the focus of a lot of the work that we're doing at uh, at Grow IQ and IQ Solutions, uh, you know, around uh, measuring microclimates and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting time in lighting. <laughs> it is exciting and confusing. Yeah. So, yeah, Hugh, I, you know, I know there's, when we've talked, there's been this um, kind of ongoing conversation about, you know, efficacy versus flexibility. You know, it's like, one thing can't do it all or one system can't do it all. Maybe share a little bit about that and your thoughts on that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Hard to, <clears throat> hard to supplement the, the good content that's already flowed out of these guys. But um, I might, my, I take a little more simplistic look as the, you know, these, these lighting fixtures really a photon launcher and, you know, depending on how you want to, <clears throat> uh, how dense you want to, you know, make that flux, 
um, and what spectra you want, you can use it. And, and, you know, there's plenty of old schoolers that swear LEDs won't work. And there's plenty of, um, um, you know, new schoolers that, that, you know, say it's a waste of time to use HID. And you know, as John had mentioned, people are growing, you know, good crops, whether it's cannabis or, or, or other crops indoors, you know, with both technologies and each one requires a little bit of a, a different sort of mindset, but both are certainly adequate to, to do the job. It's just a matter of knowing the intricacies of like these guys had spoken, you know, what's, <clears throat> what's the fixture, what's the application, what's the requirement and, you know, the ability to, to measure those and meter them, um, in a time series basis so that you know what how things have been moving along or how consistent they are you know, it's super important in, in terms of maintaining consistency and creating those performance indicators or performance indexes that you had mentioned yeah it, it was interesting john i think you may have touched on this it's yep you know with a lot of these growers moving toward different types of lighting right that affects a lot. Heat is one of them from what I heard you all talk about that, you know, once you build a, a room and you, um, or at least a facility based on the types of lighting and the, the heat output, once you change that, that change the changes the dynamics of the room. And all of a sudden, man, you may get what microclimates, things like that. So how do you guys, how do you guys come down on that? Cause that seems like that's just opening up another can of worms in many cases. Well, yeah, quite often uh, grow rooms are initially designed, uh, you know, when, when commercial cultivators are building out their initial facility for, you know, specific lighting. And as lighting advances come around, um, different aspects come out. And, you know, for instance, you know, heat generation of these light sources, the environmental systems within uh, that were designed for these facilities are quite often targeted uh, you know, to a certain type of lighting system. So if a grower starts to change that variable, uh, they can start to affect a lot of other things within the grow room. And all of a sudden problems pop up where there weren't problems before. And I think I alluded to, you know, the density of plant canopy that uh, LED sources are starting to allow growers um, uh, to achieve. And, uh, and, that sets up uh, all sorts of microclimates. I mean, air circulation starts to get to be much more difficult. Uh, you know, removal of, uh, of heat and moisture uh, becomes more difficult. So, yeah, growers really need to have uh, uh, their eyes on the complete system, the total system. And, you know, uh, especially um, is it uh, with regards to lighting. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and Rodrigo, Hugh, Feel free to chime in. Yeah, as well. and, and I'll piggyback on that. And you know, I think the important thing is to think about lighting as one part of the system, right? You know, there's there's multiple multiple aspects to a cultivation system, and what you have to understand are what are the implications of the choices you're making. Um, so, for example, in the choice between LED and H, uh, LED and HPS, you know, there's there's uh, different levels of heat load that each of those sources introduce. So. You just have to keep that in mind. And, and I think going back to what Hugh said, you know, um, they're photon launchers, right? And the plant doesn't care really if a photon yeah. comes from a HPS source or an LED source. It's just, you know, as a user, as an end user, as a facility, knowing what your choices in lighting uh, entail 
you know, because they're, they're a pretty big, uh, they're a pretty big cost driver. You know, it's, it's between 30 to 40% of your operating expense. So you just have to make sure that you understand it in context and not, not just look at it blindly. Um, so that, that would be my two cents there. Yeah. And here, what do you, give us your thoughts. I know you, cool waters or still waters run deep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so share, man. Uh, um, no, it, it's you start to right get you. We're starting to approach um, um, some of the topics of, for a more of a you know advanced masterclass, really, because you know what what spectrums, you know what sort of frequencies do you want out of that photon launcher? Do you want them to be you know toward the red end of the spectrum, toward the blue end of the spectrum? Do you need to have uh, um, infrared? Do you need to have ultraviolet? What's the impact of you know far red? spectrums how are those measured those are all sort of interesting uh, um, advancements for a, for a master class discussion but they all sort of are relevant to so sort of choosing lighting um, and understanding you know what frequency photons are these fixtures actually launching because they they do send out different frequencies and so that's where your spectrum comes in <clears throat> um, but again you know in a simple in a simple context um, 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 you know, a, a light fixture is a light fixture is a light fixture. It's just make sure you understand it. And ideally you really want to measure what it's doing uh, over time to get an idea of how that uh, um, intensity and spectrum sort of make up, you know, a component of that plant's life cycle. Absolutely. And I think yeah, that was a nice segue and a popping off point for uh, future uh, future podcasts, which will be more masterclass focused. Uh, we'll, we'll dig into to lighting specifically in more depth, but also how it affects um, your facility as a whole. So, guys, thanks so much for, for being on today. Really appreciate your thoughts. Thank, Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dana. Thanks again for listening to the Grow IQ Grow Doctors podcast around controlled environment agriculture, specifically for legal cannabis. If you have a question for our doctors, please visit our website, which is orionpartners.org. That's O-R-I-O-N partners, all one word, dot O-R-G. Or send them an email to doctors at orionpartners.org. Thanks for listening and see you soon.